Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another <laughs> rousing and rambling edition of Not For Nothing <laughs> with your host, Chris and Chris. <laughs> that might have been the best opening you've ever done. Thank you. Well, it's because I got this fancy new mic set up, and I feel so much better about life. It's amazing when you have a little confidence, Chris. It's confidence is a, is a real, it's the key. Confidence it's is the key, it's as huge. they say. Uh, it probably is still going to sound like shit, but in my ears, <laughs> in my ears, it sounds good. I can finally hear myself again, and really, that's all I care about. Yeah, that's, me, that's what matters. Me, 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 me. <laughs> that's my favorite song. <laughs> I'm, I'm really in the key of life right now because I'm working on my gamble, my gamblero, uh, my gam, my gamblero. Uh, what, what's the what's the right word? I want to say concerto. I know it's an opera, but I've, I'm working on some songs for the gamblero opera. Um, Ooh. I've been doing that while you were in Italy. You're writing yeah, was, a whole like gamblero I'm writing opera. A, I'm writing a gamblero opera to, to stick it right up, to stick it right up RJ and Mike's ass. I'm gonna do what they amazing. think it was impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I desperately want to see this now. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be, it's gonna be so good. I just really need to like. I gotta. I need to like. It's so I need unique, to find it. So it feels okay. As I can just. I can. I can talk about this a little bit in depth because Anne and I in Italy in Rome we went to an opera. You did. We did, and it was like in. It's like in one of the old ruins. It's like a really cool thing that they're doing. It's a setup. It's at night. They're, they project like behind, on the ruins, like behind the stage and the whole thing. Oh, cool. Uh, cool. It was La Traviata, which is like, I think is like a classic opera kind of whatever. How thing. long? How long was it? Oh my god! It, it, we only stayed for the opening act because the opening act was a half hour. The break was <laughs> guys, an. You guys half are such hour. Americans. You're I know. Such well, the break was a half hour, and then the second act was seventy five fucking minutes, and it didn't start until nine p.m. That's short for a, that's short for an opera. Yes, man. I, an we, opera is like three hours is a short opera. We, I think. Walked, we were walking all day long. And Rome, and then we went to this, and then we were so tired, we had to get up the next day and go go fly home. So we were like, "There's no way we can we can stay past the first half hour." So if I'm doing, I think you've just given me another great idea. So Gamblero will definitely need like projections. There's got to be a multimedia yeah. element. Yes, yes, and it's, you a, can't and really, it's, a tra- it's a tragedy, right? It's, it's a, a tragedy. It's, a, it's, it's a, a perfect opera. Like it's, it's yeah. Well, it story. starts with Gamblero as the tagger. And then he finds himself the the gambler, mm-hmm. and then he finds his true calling with, when the Nets come to town. And there's a whole <laughs> part where the where the Brooklyn Nets or the Nets get go move to Brooklyn, and Gamblero finally has his part yeah. of it. And then and then Mr. Whammy, yeah. it's a guy, he's like kind of a villain, but then he turns out to be a good guy. But at first, he's a villain. He's all whammy, whammy, he's whammy. Just, maybe he's, he starts off as as, as the um, antagonist or something, and then it yes. turns out they, they become friends. And they're and one and the same. Right. They're one and the same. Mm-hmm. When the true villain is 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 Dolan, absolutely. And that's in all Knicks and fans. And Knicks fans, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, I think it, I can understand why why operas now are like you know three hours long. Like that's I've got a lot of stories to a lot tell. To talk about, yeah, yeah. In the Gamblero, right. in the Gamblero opera. As the, as, so, the, as the Knicks fans and like security are like dragging him, like carrying him above their shoulders, dragging him out of the arena with like his 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 leg, off. leg yeah, flying yes. in the wind. Yes, and then he, then he jumps out of his parents' two story building. Yeah, I, I can. Like I mean, I can still picture, and this is this is sad. I'm, I'm making a joke of it, but I can still. I still remember the first game back I saw Gamblero after that happened because, like, I had season tickets in, and we always looked out for Gamblero because I personally hated him. Mm-hmm. And then I started to like him. He grew on me, and like he'd come and dance with us, and I just was like, you know what, fuck it. Like I'm, I'm down with this guy. He's just, he, he's just in it for the fun of yeah. it. Yeah, he's totally that guy that it, like if you if you don't know him at all. You hate you can't stand him. You hate him. Yeah. But I think the moment you interact with him, or you you get to the more you see him and get to know him, he, he totally grows on you. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It took three seasons. Yep. But right. that first game back, he was his he was wa- he wasn't dancing. He was just walking around with his dad. He was clearly on some meds at mm-hmm. that point, and everyone was just like screaming like support for him, and he could like barely muster a smile. And I remember I turned to Kristen, my wife, and I was just like, I was like, fuck, Gamblero, man, he does not look good. And like a couple weeks later, he had like killed himself, yeah. and it was, it was rough, man. I can't get that that out of my mind. And I know that I I tease this idea all the time, but there is a real tragedy in there. Like totally, there is absolutely, you're one hundred percent right. Like this, and it's timely with with maybe with like the, with the with medication or like prescription drug, like you know, yeah, people, culture people are, yeah. kind of thing. I I, on, I like we we are we're having fun with this on the sense, but I I think you're absolutely one hundred percent right in the sense that this is a, this is a 
a good story that could be told, actually. Yes, it's a, I think so, too. It's a 30 for 30, if nothing else. But I really mm. like the idea of this because Mike was like, oh, yeah, call it Gamblero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it does it does have like a real tragedy totally. of, a, of an opera. So. So I'm sticking with it. I'm making this. I'm making this thing a reality in, in honor, in honor of Gamblero. And maybe this. Maybe I'll we'll just do the whole thing animated because you know I'm a really good animator. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Chris, that's not what I wanted to start the show. I'm with. sorry. I just, yeah, we got. I, I had to tie in. I had to tie in the fact that you took a really long break. Um, and we took a long break from the show because I couldn't figure out how to use. Uh, technology. Well, while only I was a in week. We got a show in before I left, and then there was I know, a week there true. that we missed. So it's it was, true. Yeah. And I was supposed to do an, an anti Simmons pod with uh, with Ben mm-hmm. uh, Ben Mo. Uh, ben Mo just bought a house. Like times are hard, you know. He's got he's got he had to get that shit together. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, the success of a peop- other people is our demise. Um, true. But in while while I had some time off, I did watch a accidentally watched a very funny um, Netflix. Netflix has these documentaries that guys like make in their garage that somehow make it on the on the actual like platform. Yeah. And this this one the one I watched recently and the one I wanted to talk to you about is called Jack of All Trades. And this is the story of a kid who uh, goes home. He's from Canada. He goes home. His dad apparently had like one of the most successful uh, uh, sports trading cards. Uh, franchises in Toronto in the 80s and 90s and he goes back home and he's got all these boxes and boxes of stuff that his dad had left him his dad didn't die his dad as it turns out his dad like left the family for like a young employee and that's sort of the underlying story uh, that this guy needs to really like figure shit out with his dad who abandoned him but the what the real story to me is that you know like there's all these people that kept these baseball cards that they're finding out as this kid does that they're worth shit they're worth nothing they're not worth the cardboard they're printed on and it all sort of comes down to the Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, 1989 upper deck card mm-hmm. which I think you know I know and there are two great parts of this movie and one of which it, it solves great mysteries for me one of which the guy goes in and interviews Jose Canseco <laughs> Like, Canseco will just let anybody into his house yeah. at this point. He's like, who are you? Can I get on TV? Sure. Great. Yeah. But Canseco's like, he's, he's, I don't there's something cool about him now. Like, he's like, he's like, yeah, at that time, everybody wanted my cards. And Canseco, like, admits to, like, everything. Like, he's just, he, he's, like, really down to earth and really knows. And he's like, you know, the guy that has the most Jose Canseco cards is this guy, Paul, Foul Ball Paul. Uh, who lives in like Las Vegas? This guy flies out to meet Foul Ball Paul. Who's this kid who's like missing a, a some gene that makes you like not really into baseball? And he's got like two million cards, and he has the most Jose Canseco cards. It's crazy. Yeah. So Paul Jose's just down with this kid. It's pretty cute. But here's the fucking reason: the baseball cards aren't worth shit. That if they really get to they get to the bottom of it, and that is the like upper deck and that that Ken Griffey Jr. 80s. 89 card they were printing that card into the 90 like they upper deck ruined the value of that card because the guy that designed the original one said there's probably a million Ken Griffey Jr. cards so at the time they were basically just printing money they're like oh this card's worth $10 $20 $40 $100 so they would just keep printing it as though like one sheet would be worth because it had that one card would be worth that much money so they were basically, Upper Deck was basically like fucking everyone by making more of a card even after the season was over. And they even, I mean, I would imagine they even fucked themselves then too in that regard. Well, yeah, the they, I mean, how's Upper Deck doing? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's cr- <laughs> no, exactly. But it's crazy. So, so like, they're, what, what people like me thought, like, oh, yeah, hold on to those cards. Mm-hmm. They'll be worth something. They're not worth shit. Like my cards, the ones that are valuable are the old ones mm-hmm. uh, because they they did have true rarity. You know, like their 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 stories, the reasons why like you know fo- card companies collapsed or football season started overlap with baseball season, so they shorted the the runs. But the, that was crazy to me. That, like, it is crazy. like there's no way. Like the like there would have to be like major flooding throughout the United States for there to ever be. <laughs> A dearth well, of this card that was the most valuable fucking card. Like at one point, I think it was like worth like two hundred fifty bucks in like the in yeah, the eighties. Right. Totally. So. Yeah. I, that. Oh man. That. 
that's, so that's kids a, out there, throw away your fucking cards. My, my wife was yeah. my wife was right. She was right. This shit isn't worth anything. <laughs> Well, you know, with with global warming these days, Chris, and these crazy weather patterns and conditions we're having all over the country, it's not entirely out of the question for people to lose all their baseball cards here due to natural. Uh, well, I mean, so, when you see when you see this guy go into a card show, like this guy goes to a collector's show uh, in his hometown, it's maybe the for the best. It's maybe the best. <laughs> Man, it's sad. It's I, I remember like the heyday of card collecting. Oh, I remember man. going to baseball card shops and just being like. The spot yeah. to chill in. Yeah, totally. And I don't. Oh, I don't you know. Couldn't, you couldn't wait to be like to find that one card or like yeah. or start planning your future and kind of going like, man, if I can like get a couple of these cards and like this keeps going in like ten years and I get a little yeah. bit more money and like yeah. start figuring this out again. It was like those in comic books too, man. I was there, my brother and I kind of had those like little schemes of like how do we get like more comic books and like oh dude, we were rob kids. We were just <laughs> robbing kids. <laughs> Tommy B was the most scandalous. My homie Tommy B was the most scandalous fucking card thief in the world, man. He had this fucking hustle where he would like, he would just like subtly like, he would take a card, he'd palm it, he'd take his hat, act like he was just brushing his hair back under his hat, and put the fucking hair, the card into his hat. And and one day this mom, I totally remember her, Susan Christopherson, she caught on to Tom's fucking hustle. And she was like, Tom, let me see your hair. And she took off his hat and like, Eight cards flew out. <laughs> it was just we were just busted, cold, stealing, stealing cards, man. Oh, yeah. Fucking rough. Yeah. Not worth shit. No, no. Now look at you. Yeah. Yeah, look at me now. Yeah. I got a bunch of. I got a. I, I can't. I got even a admit. closet full of boxes I brought home from my dad's house. I was in his attic because I was like, oh, I'll do yeah, I should still Burn hang em. on to these things. Burn them. Like, seriously, Burn right? Burn shit, dude. Unless Fuck. I wait, like, another 50 years. As long as, as, long as Foul Ball Paul's on Earth, that's probably not going to be shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. These things come back around every once in a while. Yeah, the thing is, is there's no there's no rarity to them. I mean, I guess, I don't maybe know. Maybe that it's, card, but other cards and stuff, maybe? I don't. You, you never know. Like, who knows how the market sort of will change or fluctuate or all of a sudden. Listen to you. Listen to you. I'm just saying, man, you know, like all those other things that we threw out, like the, my Star Wars toys and all these other things that like well, Star Wars toys comes back around and has value at some point in time. There's another good, I'm, I'm clearly unemployed. There's another Netflix uh, <laughs> documentary that's well worth watching about uh, the, the uh, advent and history of He-Man. Ooh. Uh, and I don't know if you ever collected He-Man toys, but fuck, or like played with them or whatever. Those were the things you wanted to like. Th- that's what you should have collected. Oh, like those, really? He Man toy collectors are crazy. They got all the shit, and it's what? it's so funny. It's the same body on yeah. all the He Man. Yeah. They just use the same mold. It's a cool. It's a cool movie. It's it's funny to, right. to listen to these nerds talk about how they invented He Man. <laughs> it's worth. You should check it out. It's called like He Man. I had Master. all those He Mans too, man. I you had the did? castle. I had the dog. The the animals. Yeah, man. Me. Ah, oh, man. You know, I, you know that cat. That fucking cat. Battle that cat. They, ba- yeah. So Battle Cat was just a to- another toys tiger. Like they just had Mattel or whoever the fucking company it wasn't Mattel. Whatever, whatever the company was that Hasbro. made Hasbro that made He Man. They had this old cat that went along with this guy that called like Big Jim, and it was <laughs> Big Jim just was like a safari dude, and he had this fucking tiger, and the guy was like, the guy was like, this is gonna be the thing that they ride on. And they were like, it doesn't fit, and he's like, I don't care if you fucking paint it green and put orange stripes on it, it's gonna fucking work. And they actually did do that. That's incredible. The battle cat was born. That's incredible. Yeah, it's a little little history for you, a little toy history. Anyway, that uh, that I just came. I just wanted to uh, put a put an end cap on a conversation we had about a year ago about baseball cards. Yeah, okay. And me, and me thinking that they were going to be worth something. Yeah, something. yeah, true. But my takeaway from all this, though, Chris, with all these documentaries you're talking about, is that you, we I'm on board, and we definitely got to make this Gambolero documentary. Yeah, it's Gambolero. It's going to happen. Dude. It's got to happen. I don't know how to pitch it. I've I've got to figure it out, but but. I got to storyboard it a little bit, and then we'll get we'll get it out there. Okay. We'll find a producer. We're making it. All right. We're making Gamblero. All right. Let's do okay. it. Okay. And it's totally so, the garage band, like down and dirty style, just interviewing dudes and peoples and whatever. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll yeah. get fucking. We'll get whammy up in there. Yeah. We'll do all. Yeah. They did it. They did it. You know, the Nets did a Gamblero appreciation night after he passed on. Yeah, and they, man. Like, so we uh, there's they easily some Nets number. people we can or people we can interview yeah. and the whole thing. And yeah, and this. and uh, you don't think Joe Jesus would fucking talk about that like the Nets of that era when Gamblero was popping? <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. not. That's not. I'm not sure I about bet, the players. I think, Joe, 
I think Joe G is the talk. I think Joe G is. There might be some other players on that one. We're not thinking about that. Maybe would would jump on board that one, but I'm not sure. Javel McGee. Javel McGee would talk. Uh, Who's that really? I think he's the consecutive. He'll talk to anybody probably. Who's that really ugly motherfucker that like uh, he was on? He was on the uh, the Sixers for a minute. He'd sing the national anthem. Stackhouse. He'd probably talk about it. Stack has to talk about it. All right, maybe. That's a couple of Mason Plumley for sure. Oh, Mason Plums. Plumley for sure. Plums would do it. Yeah. Plums would do it. Whammy. Would, we get Whammy. Jay Z, he'd definitely do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll Look get, get Proker off. Yeah. Turn Gambler off in my headphones. That's my Jay Z. Do you like it? Yeah. I, I do. It's your boy. Yeah, it's Gap a good one. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris. Yeah. Well, football season is is nearly upon us. Did I interrupt you? Sorry. Did you have something you want to say? I just want to, I, you know what? You just, for some reason, this, I had two things to tell you from my trip. What's up? And it, it was, it has nothing to do really about the trip at all. Okay. But the two craziest things that I saw. Tripping. Yeah. Uh, we were hiking up Mount Vesuvius. I knew you were going to say Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> I think, it's the only, mean, I think it's the only mountain in Italy. Does that mean you had to hike on a uh, uh, top of dead folk? Uh, no, there wasn't any dead folk around the around the volcano. Oh, so okay. you're like you drive like three quarters of the way up, I think, or whatever, and then they drop you off, and they're like, "Okay, you know, good luck, hike up there. You're dumb. Like this isn't, you know, you guys are really stupid. You want to do this, but have right. fun." And so we hike up, we get to the top, you look down the volcano, and. Actually, all right, so this isn't one of the craziest things, but we looked down the volcano, we were taking pictures, and Anne looks over, my wife, and looks over and goes, um, is that smoke? No. And we looked over, and there's, like, smoke billowing out of, like, a crevice of, the, of, the, of like, the volcano crater and stuff. We were like, holy shit, this thing is, like, this thing could blow up at any time. This is still an active volcano. Okay. But anyway, as we're walking around, we walk past three dudes walking, walking towards us, crossing, crossing paths. A large Italian man, and I know this because he was speaking Italian, and he was bigger than me in both height and weight. He was, he was a large human being. Okay, the he biggest was, Italian there ever was. I think so, yeah, because I don't think Italians are maybe that big. No. But he was wearing a bored man gets paid t-shirt. No. Yes. <laughs> God. I thought of you instantly. I, I wish I saw it sooner because I would have got my phone out and like Yo, took that a is picture the dumbest or fucking it. catchphrase of all time. Like I, <laughs> how is this still a fucking thing? <laughs> because people in Italy love it, man. People around God. the world love it. They love Why? it. Ugh. They love it. The next thing I saw, walking back down the mountain, we were all done. There's a woman in front of us. She's wearing high-heeled wedge sandals. Yeah, she hiked in that. Shit? She hiked in that motherfucking shit. Go for her. Like this is a hard. This is pretty vertical. It's not. It's it's a couple switchbacks, but it's pretty steep. Like if you're not in decent shape, this you're you're really struggling. Yeah. Um. You don't have to be in good shape. You don't even have to. I mean, but if if you're not even in moderate shape, you're gonna struggle a little bit. This woman, her ankles were like breaking every other step. Like we're just flip flopping left and right. And like, it was like, how do you? Who, who goes you know what I want to do I don't want to hike up a volcano and I'm going to do it in like I'm was she be, Italian I don't know what she was I'm not sure at all she could That's have been crazy. Hispanic she could have been Italian she could have been American she Japanese she maybe had some Japanese bloodlines in her somewhere I remember when I lived in Hawaii like <laughs> there was, the big thing was like Japanese girls would buy shoes like really expensive shoes that were two sizes too small for them like no matter what I had a friend who worked at Prada and he's like Yo, Japanese girls will not wear the shoe size that they are because they, like, want to say they're wearing, like, the small size shoes. Wow. And then they just walk around breaking their ankles all the fucking time. You just watch them, like, stumbling around <laughs> these tiny little shoes. <laughs> and wears a size 5, and she hates it, man. She wishes she had a bigger size, man. So I don't, really? well, yeah, I don't I mean, get that one. Maybe but that's because Anne's not a fucking drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Those are my two crazy stories from Italy, man. That was well, it. the poor, the poor man. Get, my one question about the board man gets paid. It was a board, as in B O R E D or B O A R D. Um, it was I almost a, spelled Chef Boyardee <laughs> too. That was weird. That <laughs> was a Chef Boyardee band gets paid. It was. It was just Chef Boyardee like face on the bottom. I'm gonna make a T-shirt that says the Boyardee man gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and just have the chef on there. Yo, I just made, Yo. instead of doing like the little, like, oh, tuela, like the little hand gesture, he'll be spinning a basketball. <laughs> I'm making that t-shirt, That's dude. That's a good t-shirt, man. That's the a boy, good t-shirt. boy RD man gets paid. Yeah. Fuck it. Better than that fucking nose. Uh, I guess we could jump in there, Chris, because uh, free agency is over. Yep. Uh, I mean, essentially, right? Like, there's yeah, it's, there... it's like little things here and there, but who cares? And there were some winners and losers, and I think everyone the dust has settled. Uh, the big shocker, I think, is that Chris Paul is going to play in OKC. <laughs> Dude, uh, they go nowhere. No one wants that motherfucker. No one wants that motherfucker. No one's going to give up anything. So here's what. Here's my question. Like, like, is Houston that good? Like, are they are they that smart? Like. If Houston was willing to give Chris Paul, give up that much for Chris Paul, and a player that seemingly no one wants, I guess maybe no one wants on that contract. Right. You're only trading bad contract for bad contract with Chris Paul. Right. So I guess my question is, is just like, is Houston that that genius in their in their pursuit of this ring? Have they have they really done the things necessary? I don't. I don't think they had a choice. I think they had to get rid of him and and. What else are you? You're not doing any better than Westbrook taking something, getting something back. For sure, but I'm talking about maybe like one or two years ago. I'm just talking about like the the team that they built around James Harden. Have they built the best possible team around James Harden? And I, I mean, I guess it's the, yeah. I think yeah, I think they have actually. I 100. Uh, I think they've built the okay. best team they possibly could. I mean, you could trade some some names in and out of there and stuff, but the style that they play, the system. Um, you know, four guys shooting three pointers or, or three guys and, and Capella, like, you know, getting lob dunks and that kind of stuff. Like, I, I, you know, you can maybe sample a few other names in and out of there or whatever and like throw JJ Reddick in or, and, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I don't think they can, this is what they've got to work with and, and it's the best, it's the best thing they can do. And, and, and why not now? Because now if, if the West and the whole NBA is, is that wide open, Run this kind of system back with this team. Upgrade, I think, more so than not with 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 Westbrook instead of Paul, and just run it and see what happens and give it another shot here or two. So, do you like Houston to win the win the West? Do you have a favorite in the West? No, um, I don't like. I don't like Houston to win it, but I'm not gonna be shocked if they do come out of the West. Piece of the fire. Right, like they they were close the last two years. Let me put your feet. Let me put your feet to the fire. All right, who's your prediction for the what the NBA championship will be next year? Mm. Who's playing in the NBA championship? Um, I I, don't have to say who wins it all. Yeah, I uh, I think that I think the Clippers. Clippers. I'm pretty high on the Clippers and the East. Um, man, I I don't want to put. It's weird. I don't want to put too much pressure on them. But I'm, I, I think I think it's kind of Philly. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I don't know if Milwaukee is like gonna improve enough or. Although I, I, the only I, I, at first when 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 free agency was going on and it was kind of like oh they lost Brogdon right, and I was like that might kind of hurt him a bit. But, but he then, didn't play for a lot a lot of the season. Uh yeah, and he missed well he missed the first round of the playoffs and then he right. I don't know if he played that well in like the second round against Boston or whatever. So I'm not sure, and, and thinking about it more, I'm not sure that that hurts them that much. Like he's he's that big of a difference maker. But how excited as, are you for the Lopez's to be playing? Oh, that's pretty great, man. That's, yeah, that's pretty great. I'd like to be in that locker room. The only thing I can say though is if they can if they can trade Bledsoe because Bledsoe has not produced in the playoffs two years in a row. So unless oh. he unless he has like sort of a, um, you know, a, a Conley or or a Kyle Lowry kind of renaissance in the playoffs. Like come back that kind of a thing. If they can trade, you know, I'm not high on him then. So if they can trade him for something a little bit like um, equal value, you know, because it's it's not a good contract. They gave him a lot of money like a year or two ago, so he still has a couple of years left. So if, if they can swap him out for something as 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 good, you know, a better three point shooter, more proven in the playoffs, that's then like a, that, that's a good actually a good call. I think that they are a move away, and they've got that piece to move. Right to to get there. I think I, Middleton's I think, still good. Yeah, Middleton's still great. I, Middleton, I I don't I'm not I don't know if he's an actual number like really like second best player on a team. No, I don't either. But, but I think but, he's good enough, and I think they've got a good I think they've got a good team there. I, I think they just need a you know 
they can run it back one more year, and if and if, it, if it doesn't work again, then they're going to make a lot of changes. They're in a bit of a win now sort of situation, Absolutely. I think, Absolutely. because I don't I don't think Giannis is going to stay. I don't think anyone wants to stay. Not in Milwaukee. If, if they can't get to the Eastern Conference Finals at, uh, again. You know, then I think Giannis is going to have a couple of questions here, being like, you know, is it really worth me staying here? So and that's what most of these guys are doing now. They're they're foregoing the supermax contracts and the big contracts because they want to go play and where they know they can have a better chance of winning consistently. Well, that's a weird. That's so. That's a. There's a couple of weird. You've made me think of a couple of things. One, the the no trade clause in contracts. I noticed that uh, this guy that just got picked up by Houston, uh, the the baseball team. Uh, Granky, right? Oh, yeah, 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 right. Yep, yep. He had a 15-team no-trade clause yeah. on his, which I've never seen a basketball player do before, but I wonder if that's something that might come into play in the future where you can just be like, yeah, I have a no-trade to all these shit towns, but I have a trade. Like, you can trade me to, like, you know, Brooklyn, New York, L.A., anywhere in Texas, anywhere in, in Florida. Maybe. Like, I wonder I, if that will start being a thing. I think if I remember correctly, there was only two guys in the last... Uh, and I don't know when those expire, those contracts or whatever. It was. I think there was only two guys that had no trade clauses. And I think LeBron was probably one of them. That's and what I mean. I think I think that maybe there'll be a way. Like you could be like, oh yeah, I want a no trade, but it's got to be a no trade third season. It's gonna. It can only be to like these. Teams. There but might maybe, be. It, it might be another way. Maybe for the, GMs will go for it. Yeah, and, and well, that's my thing. Is like I, they've. I think they've slowly gone away from the no trade clauses where not, the teams aren't agreeing to them anymore because it was only. Yeah. Like, you know, it was only the two like most. Powerful players, and, and I want to say it was Chris Paul, but I'm not sure it was him. But, I think it was Chris Paul. I think you're right. Yeah, but you know, so like they had like they're very you know those aren't I don't think those fly as easily in the NBA, but maybe maybe those come back around with a few certain players with with them seizing trying to seize that more control back on their side of things, and, and maybe maybe you'll see like Giannis is is one of the only players that might be able to uh, you know evoke that kind of a, a contract in the future. Well. That's just a, that's just a random thought. It's something totally. that I, know, yeah, I never it might thought be. Was You're right. It might be. It might. He might be like one of the few players that can actually like, you know, if L.A. or 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 Miami or some team is like willing to go the extra mile to to sign him, and then be like, yeah, sure, we'll throw that in there. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? So the the other thought I had because we were talking, you were talking about the Sixers. Is did you see? So there was this guy who last year I guess bet on. The, he takes like the super favorite to make the playoffs in the NBA, and then he bets like a hundred thousand dollars on yeah, it, so yeah. he can win fucking seventy bucks. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Why do you that's do just, this? It's the stupidest bet. Why do you do it's that? The stupidest bet. I mean, to, for the Warriors, I mean that seems like a guarantee, but I think I think he bet like it's a hundred like over just like over seventy thousand dollars last year, made like seven hundred. Yeah, like that's just not even worth it over win, over the course of a year. I think, he and then this year two grand. It's this sad. year he bet on the Sixers, right? <laughs> yeah. The Sixers are his team, and he's got—he's potentially going to win. He's—he's he's putting up a hundred thousand dollars to win like twelve hundred, yeah. or maybe maybe like two grand. Yeah, it was, to me that's a dumb bet that's because such there's, a dumb there, bet. there's such a potential for the Sixers' wheels to fall off, and that's why I don't like them to win the East. It's like I don't know how this works out. Like I don't like I. I mean, for the Bucks, the Bucks are going to make the playoffs no matter what. They have the fucking the MVP on their team. Yeah, they there's no way they don't get to the playoffs. Right, but the Sixers. There's a way that, like, with an injury and a bunch of bad team chemistry, this fucking team just falls the fuck apart. Maybe, but here's uh, here and here's I would my, not put up a hundred thousand dollars. No, well, that's just I think that's just dumb anyway to put up. Like, you know, that's just retarded and ridiculous. I'm sorry, but um, your only scenario, like, even if say even if Embiid gets injured for. 60 games or something, right? Or the, he's right. gone for the whole season. I still think there's there's enough talent on that team that they still can get one of the, they're one of the eight seeds in the East. Like Simmons they will sh- step they up. Should be, but of, the, of all up. the teams, uh, I mean, even Boston, I feel like has a clearer path to the playoffs. I'm just saying, like the Sixers, so exciting and, and could potentially be the you know the the, like the Simmons, favorite. Simmons but, and Embiid would both have to be out for the season, I think, for them not to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I. I you know I don't I mean? know. I could I could see a way where, like everyone just figures everyone down. Just, the, the rest of the team is still good enough and talented enough that they're that they could at least, bottom you know like worst case scenarios just sneak in and squeak into the eighth seat. So if I were to give you one hundred thousand dollars and said you I'm need never to, betting on but, that, I'm not. It, no, but a, just in principle because that's a, just a dumb bet in the first place. But what if you had to? Who is the team in the East that you're guaranteed would make the playoffs? Um, I mean, I. I uh, if you, I mean, I think the top three teams: Boston, Milwaukee, and Sixers. I, I feel, feel like Boston is the one. I feel like Boston is the team that definitely will make the playoffs. 
Right. Okay. So, so yeah, safely. Right. Because if, yeah, if something safe. happens to Giannis, then yeah, Milwaukee probably might not make the right. playoffs. Right. Um, but 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 I think that but I think Boston made the fucking playoffs this year, like if with, with shit and shambles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I might even you know what honestly, I might even throw Indiana in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like they played. Yeah. I mean they. Wait, they They're lost, not going to uh, get worse. No, they lost, and they worse. lost uh, uh, your boy uh, Oladipo for a good part of the season, and they still made the playoffs. Like that's a, they're kind of just a normal, safe kind of a team. I think that they could probably just, you know, get well, into so the playoffs no matter what. Interestingly enough, I think we just named four teams that we feel pretty strongly will make the playoffs. That's crazy that yeah. we can we can predict four teams in the East to make the playoffs. I, just, I wonder if there's a way to parlay that shit. Oh, probably. Oh, easily. I just saw some dude on um, some gambling thing I was watching. And the guy was like, well, his like bet of the day was like to take the Nets not making the playoffs. Ah, I can see that. And I was like, and not, he was like, he was saying it was good value, and I was like, all right, I could see that, but I. Oh, that's a way risky. That's not good value. Well, it's well for whatever the price was. It was like, yes, was like in the minus. So I think no was in the you know you're you're basically, you know, you're betting hundred bucks to get one hundred and eighty or something, whatever it was. Do so you think that's a good value bet? I, I just, Chris, the, Chris you are the master of a good value bet. I've got to say. <laughs> I don't you know have, about that. You have been but good. I understand his point. You know what I I'm expect, saying? I expect a good value bet out of you before the show. Oh, over. I think I got a couple you, for you. You have been my dream boat. <laughs> that Kepka bet, whoo, that saved me, man. That saved me from fucking was, eating my balls. Yeah, man. Kepka. Hey, you know what? Just read. Sometimes you got to read a little bit. These guys, there's a lot of smart people out there who put out the information. But it's, you, it's not but me. You, but, I but just you saw had it. Put, but your bet was as, as soon as he like finished in the top five, everyone was saying exactly what you said on the show. Mm-hmm. Was that he had all these top five finishes? That he was like a right. consistent golfer. Yeah. You should look at him in the, to finish in the top five. I, my guy, my guy's fucking shit. They well, suck. Oh. I was heartbroken for you, man. Man, he can't. He barely made the cut. Yeah, the fucking guy. Yeah, I'm maybe a it was because I went. To, I was going to Italy. Maybe that was the jinx or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, you you saved yourself, so I appreciate <laughs> that. For those of you who didn't know, uh, Chris bailed me out of a of a, a British Open uh, tra- tragedy. Which, by the way, I called in a favor to old uh, Eric Alvarez to place a bet for me. Uh, and then while I was in New York, I went online to like look and see if there was anything worth betting while I had my DraftKings account available. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Huh. There's a dearth. There's a dearth of things to bet on right now. Okay. There's nothing you can bet on. Well, maybe we should um, get into this because I think there's a lot of good NFL prop bets here to talk about. Well, Chris. there you go. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> is that I think. Oh, before we get off basketball, I wanted to make one prediction. Okay. I think the Warriors win the fucking East or the West. Wow. I I I, I still think they win the West. I, th- I, I, I yeah. I love I love the I love their team. I love their team. Yeah. I still think Steph is a two-time MVP. Mm-hmm. Clay's coming back in in April. They, I I love the fucking D'Angelo Russell mm-hmm. Ru, Russell pickup. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got my boy Willie Colley Stein now. Yeah, like they they're a dope ass team. They, I think they won't they'll they'll sneak into the playoffs in a lower seed. But I watch out for them, man. They're, I'd watch out for that. They team. are a good organization. They I think they know how to to draft. Not like. Not like surprise, like you know, the Spurs what they do, or with like you know, Donovan Mitchell type of you know draft. But they, I think they know how to draft guys to play in their system and and be at least role players and consistent good players. That even if they need time to develop and stuff, I, th- I think that I think that as an organization, I'm not sure you can find a better one in the NBA right now. That, I think that yes, does. to that point, I think that the watch out for the well coached teams mm-hmm. this, this season yeah. because it is so wide open. I think the Clippers do have a chance because Doc is clearly a good coach as yeah. much as I hate to believe yeah, that. Right. Uh, I think the teams that have like a, a coach that's been with the program that has like some consistency and rapport with the team is going to, are going to be the teams that end up doing well. I think you'll see a dramatic slide with play, like coaches like Nick nerds who doesn't have a superstar to coach on their team. Like Nick nerds with just Lowry. That's going to be hilarious. I can't I, wait. I, I can't wait to watch that. Like, you know, Toronto's so deep and they have 10 guys that are good. They're going to suck. Right, they're they're going to suck. I, you know what? I would take a bet right now that Toronto doesn't make the playoffs. Fuck no. Nick nerds doesn't know how to coach a team without a fucking superstar on it. Like he's, he, he's going to be w- yeah. in way over his yeah. head. Like, Lowry, it, Gasol, like those guys aren't, you know, like, I like that bet. I like that bet. If you could bet Toronto, cause I'm such a hater. I'd love Toronto not to make the fucking playoffs. I, I don't know what the odds are on it, but I, I, I it feels like from everything I've heard, you know, people talking about it or like writing about it, it feels like the odds are, are, um, you're, you're probably giving up points because they're, everyone thinks they're going to be in the playoffs. Right. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? I, so so I think you're me, getting. I this, think you're getting good value. On, exactly. On this them. is a good value bet. Not yeah. not Brooklyn. Brooklyn's just like, you know. Oh, I think Kyrie's fucking. Yeah. Everyone's just hating washed. on Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget Kyrie fucking got a ring. He got a ring. He Brooklyn was the sixth seed this season. Yes. Uh, you know, and well coached. Yeah, well coached. Uh, uh, Irving's an upgrade over D'Angelo, I think, for the most part. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's a little more clutch. I, I sorry, but I, I just think they're. How can they not make the playoffs? I agree. It's all right. So right. Yeah. So that, that that all right. I like that. I like that. We we danced around. We figured out a way to. Yeah, we agree too much. That's we agree fine. too much. That's fine. We, we need to. We need to start football hating. Football season's us. Chris. It's here. We're gonna start disagreeing I know, a football, lot. Of football is where we <laughs> hate each other the most. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to be in a town that uh, that cares so much about football and has like hope. Like if you're living in New York for the last twenty years, which is a hopeless. I mean, besides the Giants here and there, like. I love the I love living in Pittsburgh. I love listening to sports radio because well, hey, pipe down, dog. She's getting excited uh, too. Yeah, she loves the Steelers because they <laughs> shit talk. They shit talk all the Steelers that left. Like, like Le'Veon Bell gets shitted on. Yeah, I'm like, sure. I, I'm amazed by it. I'm you don't sure. shut the fucking yeah. dog up. I will. <laughs> I, I will. Fuck. My dog. My dog. My my beautiful dog is just sitting here patiently, just loving. Oh my god. Putting her little her little head on my, my lap. I can't sit still. Yeah, my dog's great. Ugh. Look at it. Hi, Kate. You got a little tongue out. Uh, so anyway, going into football. Okay. Uh, there, there are some things to bet. You just have to be patient on them. Mm-hmm. There's some decent futures. Okay. Uh, you can, you know, there's. I, I, I was actually looking. At, this is really ridiculous, but I was looking at, um, at awards like futures for a, the awards okay. of the end of the year. Yeah. Which is a, which is a, a long. A long road. Um, that, that was one place where I was looking at some value is like to try to predict um, like coach of the year, comeback player of the year, <laughs> rookie of the year, that kind of shit. Okay. Uh, but before I get into that, do you have any futures that you had liked uh, before I go into the ridiculous? Okay, great. Yeah, I do. I've got a few here and we'll go through them as quickly as we can maybe. But um, I was noticing, I saw one pop up, uh, Josh Jacobs, running back, Oklahoma, uh, Oakland Raiders. Yeah, he's your, he's your uh, he's the fantasy darling, I think. I think he's probably the fantasy darling. But I saw a few that popped up. Um, one was actually on DraftKings. They had an over-under of 900.5 rushing yards for the season. Ooh, that feels good. Okay, yeah. If you're, wait, taking the over or the under? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking the, the over. over, right? Okay. And I think the over, too. And here's why. The last four highest drafted running backs in their rookie years have all had over 1,000 yards. I mean, there's always a dog. There's always there's a always... dog. But Gruen has all but said he wants Jacob to be that, that horse, the three-down back. They're going to use him. The, my only slight worry is that they have – it's Jalen Richards and, and Doug Martin who – I think Gruden loves, so I think he's going to give Martin them. Is so washed, he's though, so dude. washed. He stepped up a little bit last year when Lynch went down, though. But I, I think when you put him in a timeshare, he's not as good. So I think that plays in Jacobs' favor. Is that Martin needs to be, have the he needs to have like close to twenty carries a game to sort of like get get his legs going and be effective. I think. Yeah. So, so what I would do is I'd take that bet and I would parlay it with one of my great awards, uh, offensive rookie of the year. You could get Josh Jacobs at plus seven hundred. So you take you take Josh Jacobs plus seven hundred for offensive rookie of the year, assuming that he's going to get over a thousand. Yeah, I think you, I think you got yourself a good back to back right there. Absolutely, that's so, a, that's so a nice that parlay. Is, that is a good parlay, right? I think you're so. On, you're just you're just upping the value of one player's ability. Like you're taking the. You're saying he's going to get a thousand yards and and, he, and in in turn going to get that plus seven hundred for offensive rookie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and who's not, ahead of him? Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray. I mean, like that. I don't see it. I don't know. I don't maybe see it. Maybe Kyler I, I, Murray, but I, 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 you know, who knows? I fuck Kyler Murray. I fucking hate that guy. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't oh, believe. I don't believe in Kyler Murray. Uh, great, because I got a whole list of Kyler Murray. Probably I don't believe. Can... I don't believe in a five ten quarterback. Sorry, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. Heightest. <laughs> fuck him. All right. Here's my next one. Lamar Jackson rushing attempts. Yeah. So there's an interview, uh, I don't know if it was the NFL Network or somebody did with Harbaugh. Yep, and saw were, that. Yeah, and they were like, uh, you know, over under 139 rushing attempts for the season or something. And Harbaugh was like, take the over. Yeah. Right? And I was like, and I started, I, so I started researching it. And it turns out 139 is actually the ridiculous number that whoever asked him that. Because he, he rushed for 147 last season. Yeah. 
and that he set the all-time high rushing attempts for a quarterback um, in the history of the fo- in football. He beat the dude who had the previous high was back in 1972. It was a Bears quarterback named Bobby Douglas. Wow. He had 141. Wow. Like I think, oh, so the, I think the 139 came from like Cam Newton who had that or something like a couple years back maybe. So you're feeling the under on this? <laughs> Let me just – I got a couple more stats on this. For the season, Jackson averaged 92 attempts. Yeah. Uh, rushing, right? Okay. But in the seven games he started, he averaged 17 rushing attempts per game. Hmm. So to – and DraftKings – I looked it up. DraftKings actually has this prop bet. They have the season total – as a 190.5. Okay, wait. So 190.5 rushing, rushing attempts. attempts. Rushing attempts. That feels like a fucking lot, man. That's a lot. And the over is plus 110. Okay. The under is minus 134. Yeah, I, don't, so, I don't even see any value in this at all. All right, so but hold on here now. So let me get... Well, I'm, I, I, I was crunching the numbers on this one. For Jackson to get to 190 attempts, he would have to, he would have to average 11.9 attempts per game for 16 games and not get injured and not get injured. Right. But so 11.9 is just over his season average of 9.2 when he only, when he, he, he only started in seven games, but he played in almost all games, but he only had like a couple rushing attempt gimmick attempts here and there. Right. So right. for over a 16 game season, assuming he stays healthy, he's only, he's only averaging, Two or three more attempts than what he basically did for last season, and he's and he's going to be playing. He's going to be playing and starting in a lot more games. Okay. Potentially, I gotta feel like last year's a bit of an anomaly, but I maybe think I'm wrong too. The median, though. Um, oh, so we, uh, so I said for the for the seven games he started, he averaged 17. I think, and I think for better or worse, and I and Harbaugh seems to be all in on him and this offensive system that they're designing. That is going to be something that he's you know claims that no one has kind of ever kind of seen or 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 done before. And this might be an innovative, you know, offense here. Um, I'm I'm not doubting their commitment to him running uh, double digits a game, right? I, at least ten attempts per game. So, if, as long as he can stay healthy, I think the over here is plus one ten. I, I I don't think that's a bad bet. I uh, I don't know. I've, it feels I'm, like a it feels like a. A, a not enough of a value for a long play. Like that's a whole season okay. play. All right. And you're and you're hoping he doesn't get hurt. Right. All and season. that's my, that's my and only an offense where by yeah. like week ten people are gonna be like, drill that fucking quarterback. Like, yeah, he's I know. Got to throw the ball. Right. I don't know. I this this ball control offense I think is a good idea, especially in like a game in the in the era where like chucking the ball seems to be like the most important thing. And I'm actually even as a Sealer fan, I'm hopeful that this works because I think something needs to change. In the NFL, I think that there needs to be some disparity or diversity in how people are playing the game. Sure. I mean, the Steelers were the number two passing offense last year. Yeah, man. They, they, they sucked. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just, I, there's got to be something that, that changes. And I know defense wins games, blah, blah, blah. But I think that they're, what you see more, Harbaugh might be trying to do is like an offensive version of a defense change game. I, I, yeah, I agree with you. And, and, you, and I, I've been noticing lately just, you know, paying attention to other teams in the NFL and their training camps are starting now and everything. And, you know, with like, um, the, like the Dolphins and there was a couple other teams, too, I was reading that, like, people want to commit to the run more. Like, I feel like there's a, there's kind of a swing back here, even though people are saying, like, running backs don't matter and, and you don't want a workhorse. You know, you know, and, and run guys into the ground, and 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 there's there's like analytic dudes out there who say running on like first and second downs are actually like a big mistake, and it it actually hurts your 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 drive capability, you know, f- from game to game, and all these kinds of things. And it, it's it's really interesting what they've come up with in stats to back this up and those kinds of things. But I feel like teams are starting to swing back and 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 wanting to run more potentially. Um, and this has nothing to do necessarily with Jackson, but I, I feel like people want to teams want to kind of get that run game a little more and not pat not be so pass reliant from game to game. So now I'm gonna now I'm gonna figure out a way to work this into another award. Okay, great. Uh, coach coach of the year. You can get both. You can get Harbaugh and Adam Gase, two of the coaches <laughs> that might be going towards a running attack uh, at plus two at twenty eight hundred. So Harbaugh, if this scheme works for Harbaugh, that's plus twenty eight hundred. Like you put a, you put ten bucks on that, you'll make some money mm-hmm. on Harbaugh. If, if they you win think like twelve Harbaugh's, games or something, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, make the playoffs and doing an offense that no one else does. Mm-hmm. 
Or if Gase comes in and fucking makes the Jets work, that, that to me feels like a bit of a, a bit. You know, you're just laughing. You're just laughing. I mean, all right. I tried to tie them together because they had the same odds. I, I don't. Know? I can't. I, I want to like Gase. I, I just everything that I've read about him with Miami and like he, he doesn't really like running backs and he likes to throw the ball. But then he has Le'Veon Bell, who's like the best, you know, back catching, you know, there's ever been. Um, so can I? But so he, can he, I, he he like sl- he plays at such a slow pace that he right. can't get his offensive system, which is is usually people see it as a predicated on on quick and being quick and moving and 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 getting plays out there, you know, and kind of going fast. Like he he's such a contradiction to his own self, and it's like it's such a weird thing to see that like he he kind of hates running backs from everything I keep reading. But but then he's never had a running back like Le'Veon Bell, so I don't I don't know what to expect from this guy and this team actually. So. Speaking of contradictions, uh, contradictory to what I had just said, I actually really like the Jets under seven and a half. I, I, you, yeah, man. If you want to, if you want to make a prediction, in fact, I like, I like the the Giants over five and a half, and Ooh. I like the Jets under seven and a half. <laughs> I like the, both of those. I I love Jets under seven and a half because I think a, a great season for them is six to seven wins. I agree. When you have fucking Le'Veon Bell apologizing to fantasy owners and not in jest, <laughs> but genuinely apologizing to fantasy owners, that's fucking weird, man. Yeah. That's weird. That's, that's a other, weird dude. That's the other problem, too, is that if this if they're committed to, to Le'Veon Bell and they run him 500 times or they run him into the ground this season, like, this is not... I just There's so many things that could go wrong from... from yeah, just like a, their quarterback could suck. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. think it's enti- entirely possible that the Jets quarterback sucks. Right, because Gase Tyler isn't right that good of what a coach or a coordinator in offense. He's, he's, he's supposed to have – I think he has his reputation as, like, an offensive guru, and I, I don't think he's that at all. Well, the easy pump the brakes. Okay. okay. We, don't, we don't know what Gase can do, all right? It's pretty cool. <laughs> I want to like this guy. I, I want to like, like him in Miami. But, but so you're, you're, in on, you're in on the under 7.5, but you're not in on the over 5.5 for the Giants. No, I think the Giants are going to be terrible. I, again, they're going to run Saquon in the ground. They have no uh, wide receivers. I know. They are going to be terrible. And it will be fun to watch. But I just I feel like Their you defense don't think that is they bad. Can, so, so they play the Redskins twice, who are clearly rebuilding. They don't have a true quarterback, as much as I like murder was the case. Uh <laughs> I, I don't can, Redskins can win one that's a total one and one game though right win one lose one Dude, I think the Eagles I, I, don't think the, I don't think the Redskins are as bad as the Giants okay yeah do you think that the Eagles are as bad as the Giants no no I think okay. G- Eagles might be my kind of I'm not I'm not committing to it yet but the Ooh. Eagles might be my Super Bowl pick oh really because yeah. I feel like the Eagles are gonna kind of suck oh the Eagles under ten, I like a lot. Mm. I love the Eagles under ten. Mm. I, you know what? I could, see, I could see that though. I could see them getting nine wins, getting in the playoffs, and then maybe you know whatever. There, I, I, I'm not, so I'm not sold on them winning a lot of games necessarily. But and and I could, you know, depending on how the how the Cowboys do there with that division. Well, the Cowboys are gonna be fucking great. <laughs> I hate to break, but I am riding or dying with the Cowboys yet again. Okay. I, I'm in. I'm in on the Cowboys, man. Right, I, I think a, I, th- this that makes me offense. happy because that makes me th- th- think that they're gonna be they're gonna do terrible, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and not because cool. of you necessarily, but just the expectation that everyone thinks the Cowboys. Everyone's all in on the Cowboys, and then they just have a bad year or something, whatever. Anyway, but I got uh, I got I got one I got one prop for you. Speaking of the Giants, though, before we get too far away from that, yeah, let's do it. Let's they're do gonna it. be so bad. The only other outlet uh, I think that's gonna be good for them is Evan Ingram, the tight end. I don't love him. So over four and a half total touchdowns for the season. Who's throwing him those touchdowns? I mean, Eli Manning, like Eli Manning threw 20 touchdowns last year. He's got to throw a few of them to somebody. Why not Evan Ingram? It's minus 120 for the over. Why not, you know... I th- yeah, I mean, Jeremy pr- Shockey caught a bunch of touchdowns yeah. at one point, yeah. so I, I see that. And, yeah. and Ingram had a, had a real—I think he had his best season when Odell was injured for that year, or whatever it was, like a couple years ago. So I think I think Evan Ingram becomes Eli's favorite throwing target. Okay, I'm down with that. Okay, I'm down with that. All right. Uh, so I've I've got a bunch of uh, I've still got a, a bunch of these stupid picks to go through. Um, Great, we got time. But uh, okay, we do. Okay, so uh, speaking of. <laughs> Under, uh, over, under. I think the Steelers are going to suck this year. Um, I, I really do. I think they're going to be terrible. Okay. And they're, they're, the under, n- nine is the over, under line. Hmm. 
Do you like the over or the under on that? A nine? Nine. If, yeah, if I... Hmm. I mean, they get Cincinnati twice, but, like, if Baltimore is worth, you know, anything. Right, and Cleveland, if yeah. they're supposed to be, if they're good, as expected. Um, I think, gun to my head, if I had to choose one... Now, see, that's a good... It's a good number, because it's... Nine feels like just right. Nine feels like too much to me. Okay. I, I just I, really I, feel I, like it's too much. Right. But I'm okay. So if I had to go one or the other, I think I would go like, yeah, under eight wins would, would be, I could see them being an eight and eight team. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's a guarantee under nine okay. for some reason. I just, I'm just feeling it. it I, I'm not guaranteeing it, but it, cause I think, you know, it's always the Steelers and it's a, that division and, and Baltimore could either be real. I think there's so much variance suck. in that, in that division. That it, nothing would surprise me except for all those the teams could suck. Yeah, Cleveland could totally suck. Yeah, except for, the, except for the Bengals, I think is the only true shot there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so so when you speak speaking of uh, divisions, then mm-hmm. which division do you think is the strongest, and which division would you, if you had to predict a division to to have a team represent them as the Super Bowl winner, mm-hmm. which division would you choose? Uh, man. All right. I, I, you know, actually, I was kind of thinking about this the other day because I, I, I thought this question kind of might come up somehow in, in our, okay. in our, dis, our discussions. I've got three. This is my favorite. This is my favorite preseason bet every year. It's, <laughs> it's is, my absolute favorite. I love, I love betting on four teams to win the Super Bowl. It's just a fun bet. It's I love not. it. I, I, and I, maybe that's why it, it seeped into my head there because I, I, you know, we've talked about this before. Um, and I, there's no particular order here, so I'm not sure, but I'm just going off the top of my head. NFC West. Yes. Rams, Seahawks, 49ers. Yeah. There's a lot of potential there, right? Yeah. Just potential. And a Cardinal. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, the, this, you know. Adam Murray. <laughs> yeah, this run and shoot offense, you know, the Royal War oh. Moon offense, you know. Like, uh, Adam Murray. <laughs> um, a college team. And then, and then a college coach who has never had a winning record. Hey, it's a college team. It's a fucking college team. Let's call it what it is. Is a college team going to win the Super Bowl? No. no. Uh, we'll okay. Uh, AFC... South, yeah, we were Jaguars, Titans, Colts, Texans. Cross them off, dude. <laughs> Texans, everyone's high on the Texans. Like this <laughs> offense is going to be vaunted offense. Uh, listen, oh my god! For the first time Sean in my life, Watson. Chris, I am not high on the Texans this year. They're the worst. I'm dude. not they're high on the Texans this year. It's yeah, probably the Colts. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars just have that stupid magic. I love the Colts. Don't get me wrong. I think, and I think everyone else does too. Sure. I, I I think they're a fun a fun team, and I and I think you're going to see a lot of Andrew Luck this year. In sure. fact, he's my favorite to win the uh, MVP. MVP. Okay. All right. Now we're talking storyline. Great storyline for the whole season to wrap up this whole season would be Eagles Jaguars Super Bowl. Why? Wentz folds. Battle. Oh, ooh, I like it. I like it. But I hate the Jaguars. They don't fuck themselves. I know. I, 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 as much as I, and I don't like, think they're going to listen. That dude, that dude who's who was a four years in Syracuse as a college coach. He's had in, in what is it, four or five years uh, now in the NFL. He's had one season where he's been above five hundred, and that was the, the the Miracle Jags season two years ago. So here's a question for you though: Do you think Leonard Fournette could win Comeback Player of the Year? Do you think he's he is a I think potential. that's a strong. Yeah, I think that's I a like, strong play. I like Leonard Fournette, like just tr- turning it around with this team, with mm-hmm. this coach. And, Apparently, and they're, they're 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 practicing throwing him the ball a lot more. They want him to be a three down back. It's Usually, plus, plus twenty five hundred. I feel like nice. that if you're gonna bet a fucking comeback player of the year, I mean, obviously, I want to go right to Josh Rosen, but mm. I don't think it's there's a chance there. No, but I do see it with Leonard Fournette. Okay. Yeah, that's my that's my sneaky comeback player of the of the. Year. I like it. If no, well, Garoppolo would be up there too. Then I think. Yeah, for um, sure. He's the he's the other one. He's the other one. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Otherwise, I no other names that come to the top of my head that I can I can think of. Um, Garoppolo might suck. Garoppolo might suck, man. I, listen, he gets a lot of attention and a lot of props Burnett for doesn't suck. For Burnett's a tried and true good player. Absolutely. He's just a head case. Absolutely. I think I think that the. At plus twenty five hundred, there's there's some real upside there. Okay, all right. Um, we were talking about the we were talking about the Bengals and, and the NFC. Oh, last division. Uh, NFC. Wait, these are your choices. These are what you think are these are the good ones. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. they, because they have the strongest number of teams in them that have. Um, you have not touched the one that I like. Yet. All right. So here's my here's my I might have two more, but here's the, my last strong one. NFC okay. South. Wow. Okay. Panthers and? Saints. Falcons. 
Right. There's, I like all those. I think the Falcons are on. Falcons are like the uh, they're the team is bad one year, good one year, bad. Mm-hmm. One year, good, I think. Mm-hmm. I like they had a lot the Falcons, of injuries last Falcons year. They won seven games. I think Falcons are a sneaky team this year. I think Cam's fucked up. I think Cam is still going to have a bad year. I, I hope think he's, he's not. I, think I usually fun. don't like Carolina, but I'm kind of rooting for them this year. And again, they're another team. I think every other year they have bad yeah. season, good seasons. Uh, and I think this is a this is a good season year. Okay, uh, and the Saints will just be good because the Saints are good and they're probably. Oh, that's Although their, oh. there is some variance there, like if Drew Brees and whatever else. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't old. be surprised if the Saints finished third in that division this year. So you so no on the NFC North because that was where I that's, that's my I that was my fourth one that I was going to give you because okay. uh, Vikings are my other sneaky good rebound comeback team this year I think the Vikings are going to be great yeah I personally think Vikings Bears how, Packers exactly Vikings Bears Packers the Lions of course will be the Lions but like to me there there is a Super Bowl winner in there but the, the Bears are are legit good mm-hmm. and the, I the think Vikings the Vikings are, are too they fixed their I offensive think, line. I, there are three teams that could make the playoffs there. Yeah, that's what that's the way I look at it. It's going to be and really I, hard for for for. I don't think Seattle's going to make the playoffs this season. Hmm. Um, yeah, they might be. even. I think they might struggle a little bit this year. I don't think they're going to be as good as everyone thinks they are now. And I think if everything goes right for for Forty Niners, I think they I think they have a better record than Seattle may potentially. So the the just to give you a a little bit of the uh, action here, okay. um, the DraftKings is giving. The NFC North is uh, plus 625. They're third to worst. The best is AFC West at plus 440. AFC East plus 550. NFC South, your favorites, plus 550. Hmm. Uh, NFC West at plus 575. And the AFC South is in the toilet at plus 675. Okay. I mean, they're all pretty close, but I I don't know. I feel like plus 625, getting for value to me, the Packers, yeah. Viking, Bears at plus six twenty five is a worthwhile it's bet. Probably the it's probably the strongest play. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. Now um, let me throw you one last one. curveball before because you, okay, before yeah, you move please, on because please, you, please. you mentioned the Lions there. I'm not saying they're going to be good, but I think they'll be vastly improved from last season. I think they've made a lot of a lot of good moves in the off season here. I think. Um, Although the only and my only handicap for them is that their offensive is changing and it's the old offense Seahawks coordinator Daryl Bevel, so oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's more of like a weird West Coast. It's not like the the four wide kind of thing with Stafford just throwing the ball down the field all the time. I, it might be a little better offense actually overall, you know, consistent or something maybe. But with him and his his generic play calling and, and almost predictability uh, on the offense is, I just I just feel like there's. I'm, I'm a little po- I'm, uh, there's a little positivity there I think with the Lions I'm not saying they're going to win 10 games I don't even know I, they might have won 6 last year maybe uh, maybe they win 7 or 8 maybe they win 9 but I just I feel like the Lions might be better than people are going to are expecting maybe we, I mean I, there's always a team right? right there's always a team last year I thought it would be the Dolphins and for like 5 games it seemed like it might be <laughs> Uh, they got Fitz Magic though this year, Chris. They could win well, five games. That's the reason that I am going the other way. My team this year, my my Dolphins, if you will. Okay. My Dolphins of this year mm-hmm. are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Right. To win their division. Yeah. Is plus eleven hundred. That's fucking a ton. All right. So okay. they'd have to. Let me. I mean, they. You said it. Like they have, they play in a really hard division. Yep. But for some reason, if if the experiment works, mm-hmm. right? Like this mm-hmm. is this this yeah. all like the Arians talk about it. it. Yeah, it has like there the pieces are there. They've got the talent, right? And if the coaching does work, if it, if for some reason, even though people are shitting on the Bucks, I see a play, I see a way. Like more. okay, so for example, if you take. The Lions, right? Like what you had mm-hmm. said. Lions are plus fourteen hundred to win their division, and they have they'd have to beat the Bears, the Vikings, and Packers. Yeah, that seems like way more far fetched than Tampa Bay at plus eleven hundred beating the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers, whose teams all could, the wheels could all fall off. One hundred percent agree with you. So, I'm I'm going to put some money on the Buccaneers just to win their division. Okay, this will be my Dolphins to okay. win their division what, this year. What about what about them just making the playoffs? 
I don't know what the line is on that. I don't either, but uh, I think that's another interesting bet to look at to see what those odds are at least to at least make make the playoffs. I think I don't know though. That's it. Well, I'll, I'd have to. I'll 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 get back to you next yeah. week on that. Yeah, we can look into. Oh, that we've one. got some time. Because we're also going. I assume we're going to make our predictions uh, for the NFL in in weeks to come. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to need some time. I think to do so, yeah. so much research and and really deep dive deep into this uh, these questions, Chris. Because I you know we can't just willy nilly this stuff and just right. Out. I'm not going to sit here and predict <laughs> the NFL champion. You know, I'm just not going to do it. But I'm not going to do it. To 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 expand on your your Tampa Bay idea though, and we were just talking about this. It seems like with those odds, with all those all those teams conferences. Um, the NFC seems a lot harder. There's a lot more teams in the NFC that are, that are probably good. That it's it's harder for any of those teams to sort of make the playoffs, right? Again, yeah. Right. So can we can we take the AFC side of this? And and is there a team on that side maybe that you're thinking? That's where see. So I have not and, done any. And maybe not. On this, to, so I, and maybe not to win the conference, but maybe I, or you know or to I'm at least a, make the so playoffs. I, I think that there's this team that might be sneaky good this year, and they're called the New England Patriots. And I know no one's got their eye on them. And they've it's probably Tom Brady, actually, kid. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's at a simple. Yeah. He can take some hits. Uh, I mean, just go through it. Got, I just, by I, the way, just we'll get to this maybe if you want to finish up later. I got a theory about Tom Brady adding weight. Oh yeah, what's that? Oh, all right. Let me get. Like, you can't just go. You got to tell me now. Okay. Got, I want to know now. Uh-oh. What is it? Wow. Waiting. Yeah. Um, like, hold on. If it's a theory, you should have it in your brain. It, it is. It's your theory. Like, I just no gotta... one should like, you, this is Chris stealing someone's theory. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this is not something This is something theories. I thought uh, about I thought my about own. This, hold on one second. Let I thought about this myself. months ago. There was a story that came out that said, like, just after the season ended, I think, that said Tom was, was thinking about adding weight for this season. Which I thought was odd because for the last five six years he's all he's been doing is he's been very body conscious and, tra- and about his training regimen and his his pliability and his TB12 methods. What's all about like stretching and and being like loose and all those kinds of whatever like training type things, right? So I thought yeah. it was kind of weird. So my theory is he leaked this five months ago ahead of time to make it so seem like it's that. on purpose. When in reality, Father Time has caught up to him in this instance. And he's starting to get his dad bod. Oh, God. So he's That's hiding just... his love handles, his dad bod, by adding a little weight overall in the guise of, like, you know, being able to take hits and stuff. When he doesn't even take hits at all. Yeah. And, That's his, whole, and his whole thing. thing has been about, like, being flexible and being also, pliable. Also, like, t- being fat and taking hits does not make you, like, better <laughs> off. Like, right. I would much rather be skinny and take a hit. Have you ever seen a fat skateboarder? Because I fucking haven't. Nope. Skinny skateboarders, man, they bounce off shit. Just bam, bam. Like this, that, I, I feel like you don't want to be fat, Tom. Yeah. PB like you don't Tom. Need to bulk up, man. Like they don't let you anybody hit you anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wonder what the odds are of the Patriots not to make the playoffs. I wonder if there's if if you can take that bet. Mm. That would be, that would be interesting. I don't know if there's any value. It'd be just a risky move. But if yeah. it, but if it, but if the odds are insane, I bet it, it might. Be I know. I know there's odds on Bavada that had the NFL team to end the season with the worst record and, and the Patriots are the longest odds on that. So I, I would assume that would translate also into being like, it's a pretty long odd for them not to make the playoffs. So here's a weird, this is, this is a really weird fucking thing that I just looked up. So I went on ESPN. This is unrelated to Tom Brady, but it was related to the question you asked me sure. before. Cause I was going to try to figure out an AFC team mm-hmm. that might be a sleeper. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use ESPN as my as my guide. Okay. So I just looked at the you know the standings right now. Mm-hmm. Is there already been a preseason game played? Yes, last night, Chris, the Hall so of Fame Den- game. Yes, so Denver mm-hmm. just apparently handed it to the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> fourteen to ten, which puts the Broncos as the best team of football. Is it a sign? Are the Broncos possibly the sleeper team to make the playoffs this year? Could it be? Um, man, Flacco. They're gonna suck. I know. God. Yeah, they're gonna I suck they're for gonna sure. Suck. I just don't like. I don't think I love any team right now. I don't see a team that, that could be sneaky good. The Bills, maybe. That, I don't know. There's my. There's my. That's my team. 
Okay. And I'm not that, 100% sold on him, but I going the through Chiefs, the names. I think the Chiefs swoon a little bit. I think the Chargers swoon a little the, bit. Yeah, I don't think the Chargers. I think the Colts, Colts will be good. I, and I like the Bills. I think there's some team in the AFC East. The problem is, is like the Texans, like the Jaguars, the Colts, the, the Titans, like they're all like middling teams anyway, I think. like Don't they all seem kind of crappy? Right. They're, or they're like, they're you know, they could win nine or ten games or they could lose six games, you know, or win six games. You know what I'm saying? Like they, there's so much there's there's not like a team. I, I think you're on to something. I think we're both on to something. I think the Broncos and the Bills, who both have like the sixth or, or eighth, ninth best odds to finish with the worst record, actually. They're plus a thousand. Yeah. Um, I think they're really the only true kind of two teams. And like the Jets, I'm not buying the Jets to make the playoffs. I, I don't think, I think that's asking too much for them this yeah. year. But I think the Bills and the Broncos actually might be the best, the two ne- two best teams value-wise to to probably to make the playoffs. I Let's do it. I like them. What that's about, our, that's our how, two how early predictions. The only other one I can see is, and this is a huge stretch, and it's not the Dolphins, and it's not the, it's not the Cardinals or the Bengals. Well, you're, I just want your thoughts, like on, on the potential ability of the of the Raiders to actually do this. Fuck it's, no, no, no. You're not buying it. Here, okay, so let me take that back. That is not a fuck no, and this is the reason why. I think fucking Derek Carr is going to have a monster year. I think he might too. Derek Carr to have the most passing yards is plus five thousand. Yeah. You don't think he could fucking do it? Right. He's got worse odds than fucking Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo. You don't think Derek Carr could be any one of those guys in passing? Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, like, to me, that like, that. even if they suck, Derek Carr could have a, a rebound or breakout year. Yeah, and, I know. And, and, and with, put fucking... With and Antonio put Brown... Trump, yeah, with Antonio Brown. They, I mean, that, their that receiving should, cores that is so be, much better this season than compared to what he had to throw agreed. to last year. Now, does that mean that they make the playoffs? I don't know. I don't but know I think either. that I think Derek Carr has the potential to but have they, a breakout season. But if they win eight games, is that is that or you know is that too crazy to think of? Like, I like I, it. I don't. Yeah, the man. last season in Oakland, right? A little yeah. magic here. Yeah, I like it. I think it's crazy, but I like it. I don't, I you know, I'm not a big Gruden fan, but I don't think he's, the, I don't think he's that terrible of a coach. I don't, I don't know how their defense is necessarily, but I think it's, I think they've made some nice improvements. They, I think they drafted really well. Yeah. I think they have, a, I think they know, they at least have a, they have a vision of what they want their team to be, and I, and I think it's, I think it's greatly improved from last year. And I, I don't know how many games they won last year. I don't, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they win three or four more games than they did last year. I like it. I like it. I'm I'm in on it. We agree too much on everything. <laughs> but I, but I, that was like my last point was the Derek Carr thing. So I'm glad you like walked me right into. Yeah, that. man. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of I, I keep talking myself into the the Raiders, which I think is a huge mistake probably. But I, I'm them and the Bills. I'm kind of I'm kind of talking myself into both those teams this year. I'm gonna I <laughs> I I gotta I'm gonna have to think about it. All right, you do. I'm that. gonna have to think about it. But, <laughs> Because you you also were like talking yourself to the Lions, and that's the worst. I'm not talking myself to the Lions. I'm not. I'm, I I stop myself going short of them making the playoffs. I don't think there's okay. any chance they make the playoffs. I just think that that I think they're going to just be a little bit better than people are are probably giving the them credit Tampa for Bay Buccaneers expecting. and the Oakland Raiders. It's like the old Super Bowl. Oh, we once we once got to watch. Is there a parlay there? I'm sure. There is. I'm sure it's a billion. <laughs> I'm sure it's to just light your money on fire and to make a video of it. That's all it takes. Man, we've got some good bad gambling takes here, I think, Chris. Lots, yeah. lots. Uh, all right, so I don't. I, that's it. That's what I got for you this week. Do you have any? No, uh, let's just finish parting? there. Uh, we'll have more for you next week. Sounds good. Yeah. You guys, thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure. Arrivederci. Gambler. Gambler.